Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with his Wednesday guest, friend of the channel, content creator, and all around good dude, even though he likes the Sacramento Kings, but we won't hold that against him. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Mike. How you doing? And I failed to say Matt, the mortgage guy. I apologize. Yeah, no worries. The Warriors haven't been playing too hot lately, but I got to tell you. Dude, they're, they're three and eight <laughs> in the last 11 or something like that. So it's, what, what what is Sacramento like? Four and seven or something? Oh, my gosh. We should probably not talk basketball. <laughs> <laughs> we probably shouldn't go. Yeah, rewrite. Yeah. Out of there. Never mind. Never mind. Well, hey, man, what I wanted to do is talk about rates uh, because, again, uh, historically speaking, uh, when geopolitical events happen, rates crash because, uh, you know, people are afraid they rush to the dollar, they rush to the 10 year treasury. Uh, we are obviously also in an inflationary environment and Jerome Powell is going to raise rates, but damn it, geopolitical events always win, right? Rates are crashing. You would think so. And that's what, you know, partly scares me. Um, because, you know, all the stuff that's happened in Ukraine and Russia, um, you know, stock markets crashing and, and, and there's all this uncertainty, you would think that that would have downward pressure on rates. But I think what's happening right now is there's more upward pressure than there is downward pressure. And all the talk, all the things that we know are coming, um, you know, I listened to, to Jerome Powell at that, what was it? Like he was talking at Congress or something, yeah. March Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, last week, last week, probably more than I've ever listened to him talk. And, and, you know, for a simple dude like me, who really doesn't try to understand it at a granular level, it was pretty clear. You know, he said it multiple ways on multiple occasions, simple enough for a simple guy like me to understand. Mm -hmm. We are going to continue to make monetary policy changes to increase interest rates. He even talked about housing and said, I can't, I can't control the supply side. I can't help with that problem. What I can do is control demand by raising interest rates. That's going to quell demand, which we know, right? And so all this talk and all the things that they can do, um, not just the, the Fed funds rate and all the you know, increases that we know are coming. It's just a matter of how many and how quickly and all that other stuff. Yeah. We know that's coming, but also, you know, letting some of these trillions run off the balance sheet, like things are going to happen with the Fed and monetary policy that are going to in increase interest rates. I can say that with absolute certainty. Yeah. And so, you know, anytime I have a discussion about interest rates, that's what people want to know from a mortgage guy. What's going on with interest rates? Yeah, I can tell you that I'm not a genius but they're going up, I promise, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and so, you know, I get more of those from people who have new builds where it's three months out, six months out, nine months out. What do you think, Matt? Higher in three months. What do you think about six months? Higher. And, you know, all the folks that I, I pay money to subscribe to who, who follow mortgage-backed securities and really get into the weeds, mm -hmm. if you look at, like, they'll give you an outlook for 15 days, 30 days, and then 30 days plus, and, and give you kind of a, should you lock? Should you float? Lock, lock, and lock. For the short term, for the midterm, for the long term, for all the terms, lock your loans. If you like it, lock it. I'll say that till I'm blue in the face, but there's just too much going on. Um, my personal belief is that, you know, this, this geopolitical uncertainty is kind of creating a little bit of a lid 
where rates are still going up, but without that uncertainty, you know, let's say that peace talks, you know, things happen and we all hope for the world's sake that, that we don't have World War III and, 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 and things get settled there. Mm-hmm. Interest rates could go another quarter or a half. I think that I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to disagree with the video I'm putting out tomorrow. Cause yeah. I think that I, I think that I was like four, seven, five to 5% by the end of the year. But like, you know, everybody who predicted that rates would be in the mid threes, Q2 or Q3 is now looking back and go, well, I guess we undershot that. I think that a lot of people are underestimating what rates can do this year. I would not be surprised to see a five handle on, you know, owner occupied best credit bet, you know, um, the 30 year fixed rate is kind of like what people look at. And right now, if it's got a four handle and it's four, four and an eighth, four and a quarter at some companies mm-hmm. that that could go to a five. Yeah. And I want to tell investors, it would not shock me if we're in the sixes. Think about that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty wild to think about too. You know, some investor stuff that I was writing in the threes uh, and, and to go from a three to a six, all that to say if, as an investor, it shouldn't change your view on whether real estate's a good investment. It just changes your calculation. It just changes the math, right? It's the, uh, if you build my spreadsheet, you're in my course, you just change your mortgage payment. You just got to get a better deal. Right. Yeah. And I heard do. something interesting this morning that I thought was pretty cool. A big mortgage producer um, talked about it. And then when I thought about it, I go, you know what? I'm, I, I kind of feel the same way. People aren't as rate sensitive as we think. You know, yeah. while, while sure, over time, it's going to have some effect on demand. Yeah. You know, a lot of folks that we're talking to mm-hmm. on the mortgage origination side, um, here's the price of the house. Here's the payment. This mortgage originator even said, listen, I don't put the rate on there. I just don't put it on there. Somebody's looking to get pre-approved and I can give them, here's an estimated payment. Mm -hmm. They're not going to buy for a month or two. So like knowing what today's rate is, doesn't really serve them. You can give them a range, right? Like probably going to be four and a quarter to four and a half. But for the most part, people are like, ah, shit, they've gone up a little bit. That's not ideal. doesn't change the fact that I'm going to buy. Yeah. I've been doing this a long time and it's, if we, if like, if we go from four to 6% and we go, we do that over this course of 12 to 18 months, no impact whatsoever. Very little, just at the margins. Yeah. But if we go from four to six in a month, that will haircut transactions. That will, you know, that's, that's Q4 2018 all over again when, when rates jump. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we got to see an example of it where rates went up a full percent. And look at January, February numbers. I I think yesterday I was looking at some year over year numbers where there's tons of markets. It's got 20 plus percent home price appreciation. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that I like that or or, or want that or root for that. This is the the truth of it, right? Yes, yes. it's what the math (laughs) says. You can't argue with, well, some people argue with math. I generally don't try to argue with math. But yeah, I I think the point here, for me is the fact, so this event happened in Europe, rates went down for like 48 hours. Right. Yeah. Because I think most people didn't think it was going to happen. Oh, it's a bluff, blah, 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 blah. He crosses that line, starts being just uh, bad things happen. Rates went down for 48 hours. 
And the fact that they're still not down just tells you that the Fed will be raising rates uh, middle of March, so next week. And I'm still hopeful that he's, he's not chicken and does a half, um, but we'll see. So, And then, oh, by the way, the biggest, again, I've said this for two months now, the thing that scares me the most, Matt, is not the half a point or a quarter or even a series of rate increases. The scariest, the biggest unknown for me is how they unwind that $9.1 trillion. Because as they do, that will raise rates also. Right, right. And I think too, like when you think about how markets work and the fact that like, we know what's coming. We know the Fed funds rate's going to move up. So like to a certain extent, it's already priced in. The balance sheet play, we probably don't know as well, exactly. right? We and so that can be more of a surprise yeah. that probably affects rates more than the, okay, we're going to do another quarter this Fed meeting. Okay, we're going to do another quarter. Like we already expect that, right? Yes. So that's that's not a change. So, so no, I think you're no. right. Yeah. yeah, the unknown stuff is what can surprise and spook a market and, and have things move. Um, one thing we didn't talk about too is, you know, uh, the extra inflation from energy and gas prices, right? And and so Jerome Powell is a smart dude. And so he gets it, right? The worse inflation is, the more he's got to act, the more he's got to do. So if, you know, CPI goes up two, 3% because, you know, gas prices and, and, and energy costs go up, it forces his hand a little bit, I think. You would think, and then the last thing about rates is not only do we have Fed funds, not only do we have reduction of balance sheet, but I've been doing this a long time. Banks get scared. And when banks get scared, they want extra margin. So they're going to add extra margin to this as well. So we have a recipe for higher rates. If you like it, lock it. Um, no wiser words have been spoken on my channel in months. And, <laughs> and, you, and you've been saying that for at least 90 days. So right, right. If, if people want to reach out, Get, get working on something, maybe get a second opinion. How do you want them to do that? Go to greatmortgagebroker.com. We've got that absolutely dialed in. A quick form that will take you 20 seconds. We'll be in touch. Um, we truly don't need to sell you anything. We just want to educate you, answer your questions. And if, you know, a pre-approval is in your future, we're happy to help with that. If, uh, you know, you're looking at a refinance scenario and want us to run numbers, we're happy to do that. Just go to greatmortgagebroker.com, fill out the form, we'll be in touch. Do me a favor. You're getting high pressure from one of these online mortgage houses. Please reach out and get a second opinion. I think a lot of you are being duped into doing financial, uh, I don't know, bad things. <laughs> be, be careful. Greatmortgagebroker.com, right? Yep. Thanks, sir. Thank you.